Hello, friends. I think it's time to um, put a halt on those plans for the parade just for a day or so. Welcome, everyone, to Game Over Vancouver. I am proud to be your host, Clay Emo Knut Clay. And we are going to break down what we just saw, a 2 nothing loss of the Vancouver Canucks to the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, um, you know, there are a lot of a lot of things that happened in this game that we're going to break down, but I'm going to break it down with the help of a guest. And uh, really quickly, just before I bring them in, I want to welcome all of you to Game Over Vancouver. It's my first time hosting. It's the third Game Over Vancouver show of the year. And right now, uh, the Canucks are 2-1. and one. So Kaya got to host a win, which is awesome, last Wednesday. Sam got to host a win with, uh, with Dennis. Kaya was with Zach. Two Edmonton victories. And now it's my turn. And now it's my turn. And uh, yeah, I get, uh, unlike last year where I was the only one who was doing wins, I get the first loss of the season. And we're going to break it all down. We're going to break it all down. But before we get going, I want to welcome you. I want to invite you to subscribe to this SDPN channel. On this SDPN channel, we get all seven markets covered, all seven Canadian cities, including head-to-head battles. So make sure you subscribe to SDPN and you, and hit the bell button so you get notified of all of our live streams, all of our game over shows as well. Like this video. You don't have to like the fact that the Canucks lost, but like the fact that we are going to be together for the next 40 to 45 minutes, breaking down the game as well. You can also, um, if you want to follow me um, and, and subscribe to my own channel, I'm Canuck Clay right here on YouTube and Twitter as well. Now, before we get to the game, we made a big announcement on the weekend. I actually did it on one of my streams. Joining Sam, Kaya and me, to round out the Game Over Vancouver roster is a good friend of mine and someone who, who most he very well deserved that he's joining this team and he's going to bring a lot of insight, a lot of passion, some great technical knowledge as well. He's going to join our Game Over team as a, one of our co- co-hosts in, in, a, in the next week or so. So I'm going to bring him on. He's going to help me break it down. I know him very well. We already do shows together. So let's see if I can do this properly without breaking this thing. Let's welcome Parker's pucks let's see if he's coming in i think he's coming in right now i think i switched the screen too early but that's okay hello parker hello how are you oh just great <laughs> welcome thanks for joining us uh thanks for joining me and this was i'm gonna go on a limb parker and say this is gonna be the last time you're joining as a guest because i think once you get on border fully You'll be doing this just as well as I'm doing, even better even, and joining Sam, Kai, and me as part of the Game Over Vancouver team. So before we talk about this game, which we won't have a lot of positives to talk about, let's just talk about, uh, very quickly, tell everyone a bit about you, where they can follow you, and how this whole Game Over thing came to be for you, Parker. Yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. Um, uh, I was introduced to, obviously, Game Over Vancouver last year when it started, uh, and you becoming a host, and us being, of course, close due to uh, our Canucks After Dark uh, Monday night shows that we do. Uh, and then the opportunity came up uh, to to join the team this year. And I thought, eh, well, that might be fun. And then I can sort of do live over over on the SDPN side and then do my own videos over here uh, or over on my own channel, I should say, uh, which seems like a fun little balance. Um, but yeah, no, I've been, uh, I've been making uh, YouTube videos on my own channel for about three years now, um, for better or worse, watching the Vancouver Canucks. Um, so I figured, Hey, let's, uh, let's expand a little bit and, uh, and join in where I can. 
Awesome. Yes, we have our Canucks After Dark show on Monday night. We text. Uh, don't hang out a lot. Well, you don't get a chance to, but we get we message each other throughout the week talking about our favorite team. And now we get to talk about it with all of you on the SDPN network for the next few minutes or so. By the way, Parker, I must have some weird filter. Why does it look, why do I look like I'm a, like some cartoon guy or something? You do look very remarkably pale on the Zoom side, but on the yeah. other, on the SDPN side, you have this weird magical shadow behind yeah. you. Yeah. How do I get rid of very that? Very interesting. I could not tell you. Okay. Well, we're uh, just going to keep feature. Okay. We're going to keep it like this. Um, I'm not AI. I'm really here. Um, although I think the Canucks could have used some AI help. Uh, let's, let's get to the positives, Parker. Um, well, there's two names really that stick out. One of them is Thatcher. The other one is Demko. What'd you think of his 40 save performance? I mean, yeah, if you're putting up a 950 in a loss, uh, you're doing something well. <laughs> Thatcher Demko was was fantastic. Um, that save that he made in the third was one of the best saves we've ever seen him make, which kind of sucks because it's like it's like what a waste uh genuinely it was like that that sort of rolling save to get the glove down was absolutely fantastic he made big saves throughout the game he had one save in the second on bobby brink that was absolutely astonishing as well um he deserved better tonight uh genuinely he Mm -hmm. got hung out to dry especially there's two people i can name that maybe i'll hold off on that hung him out to dry um (laughs) and uh and the team couldn't score in front of him yeah yeah and it's uh yeah, there's so many little things we can break down, but I, we'll start with the positive because it, it won't last that long in a 2 nothing victory. So the other thing I, yeah, we can talk about Thatcher Demko. He'll come up a lot, Park, in the next few minutes. But also I was, in, I was impressed by the Canucks penalty kill. This is the one, the two things that we said that has to go well for the Canucks to win. Uh, and obviously you need more than that because these two things did go well and the Canucks did not win were Thatcher Demko, healthy and a strong penalty kill. And we saw that once again tonight. Yeah, the penalty kill was good. You know, four for four, uh, you can't complain, especially when you're getting out, you know, you allow 42 shots throughout the game. Um, and one of those is on a penalty shot. Uh, you know, yeah. structurally, they allowed a lot of shots, but you look at the shots to goals and you got to think, well, Demko is great, um, but uh, especially the penalty kill was good as well. Um, Florida doesn't have like a world-beating power play, but, um, you know, it's it's a decent trend three games they they held their own against edmonton you know the the second game wasn't fantastic but two for seven is still better than edmonton's power play percentage was last year so the the penalty kill looks much improved it was uh, it was the rest of the team that was the problem so so no problems with the penalty kill yes and by the way everyone thank you keep going in your keep going in the chat we love seeing every all the all the messages talking to one another that's awesome what we're going to do is, although Park and I, in our own shows and in Connects After Dark, we're used to pulling in messages as we go. We're going to save those. We're going to actually save it for our third segment, just about 25, 30 minutes in. And that's where we're actually going to go to you. So you're welcome to leave messages. You're welcome to affirm one another. Don't, you know, be nice to one another, even after a Connects loss. But uh, we'll make sure that we get to all of your questions and comments, uh, as many, many as we can, in the third part of the show. So... Okay, Parker, I, I guess for this first segment, let's break down this game here. Um, another slow start, and this is very similar to the Edmonton um, the Edmonton game on Saturday where the Canucks were down just two minutes in the game. Were you able to see the game from the very start? I was rushing home from yep. work. It's such an early start. Tell me about the first couple shifts. Yeah, my, my first note, and I wrote this before they scored. Keep in mind, they scored a minute 45 in. <laughs> my first <laughs> note was Philly comes out hot. Demko was forced to be ready. Um, they came in and off the opening shift, they were in the Canucks zone. Um, you know, even before, yeah, before that goal, a minute 45 in, they they had all the pressure. Canucks probably had 
three or four chances, especially on that goal two minutes in to get the puck out, and they just couldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't see the replay. I don't know if that puck got a piece of Garland. Um, but when you see a guy named Zamula scoring against you, and of course, that's not a name I've heard before. No. Um, you just know you're in for a tough night. Did you hear the interplay between uh, John Shorthouse and DT about the fabulous Mula? So that wrestler yes. was way, yeah, way before your time. But did you did you get the reference? Nope, sure didn't. <laughs> okay, well, I won't bore you nor the nor the nor the <laughs> guests on here. But yes, fabulous Mula, you know, one of the all time famous women wrestlers. So I, I got a kick out of it. But obviously, me and Shorthouse are I think of the same ilk, and you and D- Dave Tomlinson maybe of the same ilk. Yeah. So let's talk about that goal. Um, it kind of a scrambly. It was the Pedersen line on the ice. It was Juleson and Susie, I think, who started the the, the game together on on D. And uh, kind of a broken play, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, again, Canucks had a couple chances to clear. And it was just pucks sort of rolling off of sticks. Like the puck yeah. was moving faster than they were. It looked like they were just a step behind to start. They yeah. they showed up. I, the early game time shouldn't matter. It's one hour earlier. Um, yeah, they just they just looked like they weren't ready to play. Yeah, and the puck goes back to Zamula. And Garland is, I don't know, Garland was caught on the other side. No one, there's no Canucks forward on that half of the ice. So he kind of does, I guess, the equivalent of a flyby, right? He, he kind of skated right past him. Yeah, I, I don't know if the stick got there, his foot did. I, yeah. I sort of saw it and started taking notes. So I didn't see the exact, uh, I didn't see the replay. Yeah. And then Noah Juleson was kind of in no man's land, Parker. He was, he was in front of Demko about, 15 feet out so he's not like he's and he shouldn't be at the point as a defenseman nope. but but he wasn't also block he wasn't blocking anything i don't maybe he even got in demko's way so not ragging on Juleson completely for that goal we can rag on for other things later but uh yeah just garland Juleson, just broken play not the best start for our for our guys no it really wasn't um you know they they did it last game too they got scored on right at the beginning of the game that uh that was at 42 seconds in um it's not ideal. And it's something we've seen historically from the Canucks, right? You see, there's that there's that meme that we've had forever of the Canucks Twitter and Mr. Booth sort of pioneered the Canucks Twitter being like, game on. And then the next tweet, 42 seconds later, is uh, other team scores, right? <laughs> it was the same case tonight. And it's uh, of all the changes that seem to have been made through the first two games, that's one that hasn't been broken. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. So then the Canucks settled down a little bit, uh, as they did against Edmonton on Saturday night. And then, uh, I don't even remember this, Juleson made back-to-back tricky plays. One of them, he pinched, like he tried to rock a guy. I'm not sure if he even hit him, and then it led to a three-on-one or a two-on-one. And then even on the 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 play that led to the the, the penalty shot, I, I guess it was a mix of Juleson, and uh, admittedly, Pedersen was a little bit slow kind of picking up his man. Did you What did you see on that play on the second? Well, the, the goal leading, the play leading to the, the second goal. Yeah, they, they just got beat. Uh, they You know, you let Couturier, a guy who hasn't played in, what was it, 700 days, seemingly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you let him beat you. Um, yeah. And that shouldn't happen. Um, and then Pedersen goes for sort of the the reach, sort of, you know, the sort of reach over check, try to pull the stick back and just, just disrupt, right? And then yeah. Pedersen's own stick breaks. Yes. Uh, I yes. mean, did, did it look like Couturier's shot was disrupted to you? Because that is what the letter of the law says in the rule book. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what happened. Did he uh, get a yeah, shot he off? he went on the backhand and got a shot off and Demko made a fantastic save. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> so then, so I, I see what you're saying. So it didn't affect a shot. So then Couturier comes in. Maybe in, over those two years, he had time to work on his shootout moves because I don't, I know you play a lot more competitive than I do, but I don't see guys kind of gliding backwards on a penalty shot. 
No, that is an EA Sports NHL move. That is you tap the right trigger to skate backward or the left trigger to skate backwards um, right before you shoot. It works. It works in online. I guess it works here also. Well, hold on. Something. Oh, you know what? I started hearing you out of my uh, out of my phone. <laughs> We're good. We're good. Sorry about that. Oh, I've lost you, Clay. I've got I've got no ears. Uh, no, it's uh, we've lost you totally, Clay. I'm uh, I'm listening to the stream. You're all we've also lost you there. So I'll fill in, I guess, while you get that sorted. I don't know if your mic's unplugged or or something along those lines. Um, but I will, I will cover. So, uh, Katria, yeah, scores on that, uh, scores that, that breakaway or the, the penalty shot goal and Canucks are down two nothing going into the break. It, it didn't seem like they were awful in the first period. I mean, shots, they were up 11, 10, pretty even, uh, I think from the analytics perspective, uh, perspective in the first period, high danger chances were seven to five for the flyers. It was, you know, it was very even. Even expected goals were, were 58% for the Flyers. So Flyers have the slight edge. I think the penalty shot helps with that. Um, but the uh, you know the, the first period wasn't their problem. Uh, they allowed two goals, but they weren't terrible. Uh, Clay, you want to give us a little test there? Testing, testing. You're back. All right. See, Parker, that is why you are a brand new co-host of Game Over Anchor. That, I'd love to say that was a cleverly designed test just to show everyone how good you are. No, I obviously don't know what I'm doing here still. I'm a little rusty too. So, But keep on going. You're doing great. I was trying to pick it up earlier, but the stream's like 20 seconds behind, so I had to wait to be sure. I didn't want to just sort of railroad you if it was on my end or on Zoom no end or something. No problem. Um, yeah, we go to the second period. Second period was a disaster. Um, Philly had all the pressure early. Uh, the Canucks had, I think, one good shift in the second period, and it was a Phil Giuseppe, JT Miller, Brock Besser shift. And where have you heard this before, right? That they, That line has actually looked pretty good. Um, I think Besser had this open look in the slot that looked fantastic. And he missed the net. Um, and then, yeah, Philly just dominated the rest of the way. It's funny. Uh, by the way, I listened to everything you said. I was looking at the chat. Someone just said, these hosts have the best audio quality for these shows ever. And then I went on mute for about a minute. <laughs> well, your audio quality can't be bad if we can't hear you at all. Yeah, right? that's, that's what my wife says to me, too. So uh, 22 to 3, Philly outshoots. Is there anything, aside from that one shift you just talked about, is there, I'm not even asking if there's anything redeeming. How does that happen in a professional hockey game? Like 22 to three. It's not just we allowed 22, maybe when we got 12 or we only had three and then we only allowed eight. 22 to three. Against a team that's projected to have like 70 points this year. Yeah. Right? Like it's one thing if if the Lightning do that to you. It's one thing if Vegas does that to you or Edmonton. But yeah. Philly, that shouldn't happen. Yes, there's anything redeeming. I said it already. <laughs> I'm looking at my notes here. Um, Tyler Myers dished out a beautiful pizza uh, that oh. at one point. Uh, Lucas Pizza, Lucas Pizza esque. Yeah. Um, the shots were ten nothing at one point, and then they got a penalty, which doesn't help. And then they got another penalty. There was nothing in the second period that was useful. There was nothing. There was nothing. And then, um, you know, I know we're talking about the second period now, but the I am concerned a little bit that two of the three games and maybe because they're road games or whatever, but two of the three games now, the Canucks have not looked good in the first few minutes. And then obviously it, it goes to the second period. Now the third period, 
I got excited. I actually more than excited because I knew we were going to do the show. And I know our shows, I know any content does better when the Canucks win. So when Garland scored, scored, I started yelling, jumping. Maybe I said something that I usually don't say, but I was pretty excited. Did you did you think of anything when the when the puck first went in? When it first went in, I, I gave a fist bump. I was excited. And then I saw Connor Garland inside the net. And I thought, there's something off here. Um, and of course there was. Um, there's the challenge. And we don't know. They it was not clarified what the interference was. Yeah. Not that I. Not, I'm not saying there was an interference. Um, you had Besser in the crease fully for a decent chunk, but he never makes contact with the goalie. Right? If Hart was sliding over to his right and he bumps Besser at at all, yeah. like skims him, then yeah, it's interference. You're in the crease, and and the goalie went over to make the save, um, but that didn't impact it. But Connor Garland, when he swept the puck in, also took the standing usually when someone jams the pad in the goalie's on the ground and it's like a big shove right this was just like he went to slide the puck in and the, there was a pad in the way and he took both with him um so, but that yeah. was one of those ones where you look at and you're like there's like a 60 percent chance they call this back but i i don't have a solid answer and what was interesting parker you probably noticed too is uh, shorty and dt they focused on besser and his lack of interference they didn't even go to the garland side i was kind of surprised that they were so fixated on Brock that they didn't even consider that the, the it was called back because of Garland and not Besser. That was kind of strange. Yeah, it's because I think it's because he was so squarely in the crease. But yeah. I think the moment they looked at it and saw that he never made contact with the goalie, it's like, hey, that's that can't be it, right? That's not yeah. relevant. Yeah. Um, it was it was definitely the Garland side. Okay, so we agree. Yeah, that was the right call. It, it, it sucks for the Canucks, but it was the right call. And then the obviously the Canucks play. You can't play any worse. They played better in the third period. They started to press. And you thought that they were going to get a, a, a power play with about 10 or 12 minutes left because uh, because of a hit, a, a dangerous hit from Stahl on Fieldy Giuseppe. So I want to know, Parker, as a competitive hockey player, when you see Jolson come in, t- he takes his team off the power play by standing up for his teammate. Now, forget about Jolson's game overall. Just when you see that, can you accept that because you're standing up for your teammate? Or do you have to have a better recognition of where... What's going on in the game at that particular moment? The situation's so important. Yeah. If you're up 4-1, if even if it's a tie game, I get it. Um, yeah. And I tweeted it right away. I said, I get why Juleson went after Stahl, but you can't give up a power play when you're down 2-0. Yeah. Especially in the third. You just, like, you just can't. It's, I get it. You know, there it was a borderline hit. You want to stand up for your teammate. But the distance he had to cover to do so made it very easy for the official to say, okay, we're just going to even this up. Um, I, usually I'm on the side of standing up for your boys, but yeah. in in the in a 2 nothing game against a team you should beat, you're getting a power play. That's your chance to pull back in it. Punish them yeah. on the scoreboard. You know, if, if it matters, you know, you're putting, you're putting Quinn Hughes, Elias Pettersson, JT Miller, Besser, and Kuzmenko out there, right? That's, that should be punishment enough. Uh, at times. So I didn't love it. Great point. And I I love the chat. You guys are going great in the, in the chat, a lot of back and forth about, or more Canucks fans complaining about the refs. You and I haven't, haven't blamed the refs at all. Uh, And you're welcome to think what you think in the chat, because you know, the power plays were four to three. It wasn't like it was completely lopsided like the Edmonton game. And yes, as you just said, no Juleson made a quick decision 
um, and it took his team off the power play. And then, then now your power plays are even four, four. And then it was kind of funny. I think when, when Lafferty put the puck in the net after that, and then, uh, connect pushed him, I think uh, there's a small part of me that was hoping, Oh, maybe they'll kind of even it up like they did it with the drill set. Not as egregious, obviously, but, uh, yeah, and they got 10 minute um, misconducts. I didn't mind that trade off uh, as much as Lafferty's good. Connect me for Lafferty for 10 minutes. It's fine with me. Yeah, that was an interesting one because I, I read the whistle when I sort of looked away and I yeah. started, you know, writing stuff down. And then I hear that Lafferty put the puck there. I'm like, oh, did he like, my first thought is, oh, he didn't hear the whistle. I'm like, or maybe he just shot it. And like, then that's a bad thing. And then I look at the replay. And it's like he skated in after the whistle and he was already skating that way anyways and he kind of just like put the puck on one hand and gave a little light sweep yep. into the net right he didn't shoot at the goalie is it unsportsmanlike conduct probably right <laughs> is it more unsportsmanlike to chase a guy down 80 or 40 feet and and put him in a chokehold i think that's more egregious of course it was evened up uh they each yeah. got 12 minutes which yeah seems aggressive i guess the refs, just trying to, the refs are maybe just trying to eat like calm things down saying hey sure. like we're not tolerating anything we're gonna you know you're gonna sit in the box the rest of the game if you do something but yeah um yeah i thought that was a little a little interesting yeah and one more tactical thing parker i want to ask you so the canucks get a late power play with two minutes left right two minutes 20 seconds left i think it was and then um would you would you as a coach would you pull Demco to have a two-man advantage being because you're down two you're not down one you're down two or are you fine with trying to get one while your goalie's still there just in case the other team can't ice it? And we know that's the that's the risk, right? What would you have done? Yeah, I like waiting for the face-off there. Yeah. Um, because I, I don't think that six guy makes a big difference off the draw, right? Mm. If you're winning it, you're getting it over to the wing where, where Pedersen is anyways, right? Yeah. And, and there's the, that open side. Um, if you have the goalie pulled, I mean, if you call the face-off 50-50 and it goes back to that D-man... We're talking about an NHL player with a free shot, 200 feet to hit the net, right? Yeah. Maybe he only hits it 15% of the time, 20% of the time, but you lose instantly if he does. So I'm okay with, even if you start the goalie 40 feet from his net and then you win the faceoff, pull him immediately. I'm good with that. They waited a little bit longer. I think they waited about 15 seconds. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm okay with that. Okay. No, good, all good points. All good points. Ma. And it's funny on a two nothing game uh, where you don't think there's a lot to talk about. We've we've gone 20 minutes now talking about um, some of the tactical things and some of the the actual plays that made this game. So let's move over to the second. Oh, anything else about this particular game? And I, I know Parker, you and I, we want to talk about just our defensive structure and and how it can be better. That'll be for the second part of, of the show. But anything else you want to say about this particular game tonight? I mean, they just didn't look like they wanted it. Yeah, genuinely, like that second period, I. I I'm taking a timeout. I like seven minutes into that period, maybe 10 minutes into that period when the shots are 10, nothing. Yep. I'm t I, I get, you have the commercial breaks and everything. Uh, so maybe you don't need a timeout, but I'm doing something, you know, you got to get the, you got to get them fired up a little bit because they completely took a period off and, uh, and the momentum just didn't come back. Yep. It's pretty, uh, I know a lot of people were, were really upset on Twitter and, and they were imploring me to, to rip on the team. Yeah. I, I think we can, you can, you can criticize the team without ripping them completely because they, they had pushback in the first, they had pushback in the third. They did have a horrible second period. We acknowledge that. And you're not going to go 82 and 0. I'm not excusing it, but uh, just like maybe we shouldn't, you know, no one expected us to go two and zero. So we're two and one, but uh, we got a, some stiff tests coming up against the two Florida teams. So for the second segment, Parker, I want to just kind of 
laid out there for you. Um, we Susie comes back, so we get excited. Um, well, at least I did. And I know you and I had big hopes for one of Susie or Cole shifting to the right side and making a really strong top four, however you want to pair them with Hughes, Susie, Cole, and Hronik. But they keep Susie on the left, so he plays with Juleson on the third pairing. And now you have Tyler Myers in the second pairing. And I know we talked about this last night on Connects After Dark. He's been okay. Talkett likes him, but I thought Myers really struggled. So I want to lead this into a conversation about Myers, Juleson, and the overall decor tonight. What were your, your thoughts on, especially Myers and Juleson? Yeah, Rick Tockett should have a really easy decision ahead of him going into the next game. Um, I, I get that he he likes the handedness aspect and he wants Susie to play on the left, which would take Hirose out and put Juleson on the right. Yeah. Um, Noah Juleson did not play like an NHL defenseman tonight, and he hasn't yet this season, uh, to be frank. Susie on the right with Hirose on the left would be better than having Juleson in the lineup. Yeah. Um, especially when you're looking at from Juleson's perspective, they they pick up Mark Friedman today, who's yep. now pushing for the spot that Juleson has. Yes. You got to get more out of him, right? And I don't know if maybe that's why he went after Stahl and, and trying to, you know, frustrated that he hasn't been making a big impact and trying mm. to hold his spot in the lineup. Um, but it, it should be a very easy decision to, if Friedman can't go on oh. Thursday... Um, yeah, bump Susie over. You, you gotta, you gotta take that ice time away from Juleson. And in effect, you're taking ice time away from Myers, who was also not good tonight, right? Yes. Because then, yeah, you do have that top four that no longer has Tyler Myers in, uh, in it, and that's just an upgrade overall. Because um, yeah, it was, uh, it was not good tonight on the D side. That is such a good point about. So uh, Parker's referring to the the small trade, the minor trade that the Canucks made with the Penguins. I think it brings the number of Penguins players to five or six. Executives, we know there's already three or four. There's quite a bit, right? Yeah. yeah I think it might be bigger than that list, honestly. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's cool. So Jack Rathbone and Carol Plastic go to Pittsburgh and coming back is Mark Freeman and Ty Glover. And Freeman has 65 games under his belt. Five seasons split between Philly, who drafted him, and Pittsburgh. And yeah, he is a right shot D-man. So, you know, I, I made the point in thinking about it that Freeman should get a shot either as a number six or at least, you know, first one up, number seven. But I never made the connection, like obviously that it will be Juleson. I made that connection, but I never thought that Juleson was kind of playing, kind of almost looking behind his back, knowing that they made this trader. That's a that's a really good point, Parker. That's a really good point. Yeah, Juleson yeah. is pressing a little bit and it doesn't always work when you're pressing. No, it really wasn't. I mean, expected goals with him on the ice was 33%, um, mm -hmm. which it's not the worst that it was on the team tonight. Hoaglander was at 7%. Oh. Um, so yeah, it was was Juleson the only problem? No, but he he just didn't look good. Yeah. It was it was clear when he was on the ice that um, he he just might not have it. How old is Juleson at this point? Twenty six. Twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah, we're you know what Juleson is. He's a known commodity. Yeah, I don't think he's I don't think he's a number six defenseman. Yeah, uh, and I don't think it's very close. Uh, I think. He's probably a number eight, number nine at best. So let's say Friedman doesn't draw in against Tampon Thursday, either because of travel and or just needs to practice more with the team. So what I heard you say is you'd rather have Hirose left, Susie right, even if Susie's on his offside. You like that better than Susie left, Juleson right. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that normally unless Susie has has done this before, right? Right. 
but he has. You look yeah. at how he's listed on anything. He's listed as you know left or right D. Ian Cole's listed as that too, right? They've both mm-hmm. played some time on the right. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be fine with, you know, uh, yeah. If you if you go Hughes Hronick and you go Cole Susie, and then that leaves Myers and Hirose, I guess yeah. at this point, um, yeah. I'm good with that. Uh, Hirose's looked fine, in comp- especially in comparison to. Myers and Juleson. But yeah, I think bumping Myers down to that third unit uh, takes some ice time away from also, which yeah. I think the Canucks need at this point. I mean, he played uh, only, he only played 18 minutes tonight mm-hmm. from a guy who's historically played like 22 in his time with the Canucks. Sure. That means something, right? Noah Juleson played nine minutes and 15 seconds. Rick yeah. Tockett noticed, right? He noticed that he would have to play Hughes and Hironic 25 minutes each. Cole played 22 minutes. Um, that was, uh, you know, it was, it was just a nightmare from those two, you know, and that's, that's a good point too, about Myers, because from a standpoint of, well, I, I just think that if you want to put your strongest lineup out there and Philly's you're right, Parker, Philly's not a really good team. They, they do forecheck Well, that's one thing we noticed there, there Philly was winning a lot of the board battles. They're quite aggressive, especially both on the forecheck and, and in clogging their own zone. But, um, Myers really struggles when he's put under pressure, when he has to make that play up the boards or just kind of get it out of trouble. And then what happens when you, when you struggle, you start to take hooking penalties or holding penalties. And, and yeah, we just saw a lot of, uh, we just saw a lot of that. Well, Myers, both Myers and Jilson took two minor penalties each and, and that's not good. That's not good. Yeah. There's, there's the pinches that aren't working. Yeah. Right. Uh, the, the pinches to try to hold the line. He just, he seems to get beat every time. Yep. Like, uh, and I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know if he's, his stick is so long that he, it's, he's too far from the boards. Uh, I don't know if it's, if that's the problem, but you know, the, the tripping penalty at the start of the third was a backbreaker, right? Yeah. The Canucks yeah. came out the first 67 seconds of the third period. The Canucks looked like they came, like they came to play. They're like, yeah. all right, we're going to come back and try to bring it back. Yeah. And that momentum is just killed immediately. Um, and they showed that after, right? They lost two minutes, but they came back and then they scored that goal that didn't count. But you just can't afford to be, you know, to be taking those penalties that uh, are handicapping your team. Again, you're up two goals. You, you got to play smarter. Yeah. Or you're down two goals, I should say. Yeah. And we spent a few minutes talking about the way we would reshuffle or potential reshuffling of the pairing. Speaking of shuffling, we saw the lot of line make a couple of appearances in the third period. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think that's a permanent thing or no, it's likely just them trying to generate anything. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it didn't even look that great. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that was a, a shot in the dark, hoping for the best, but uh, yeah. I, I don't think it worked. It's funny when you put Miller and Petey, we, we keep talking about the, the strength that center, especially when Bluger is back, you have, you have five deep, right? You have Petey, Miller, Suter, Bluger, and Lafferty who can play there. But it's funny, as soon as you put uh, PD and, and Miller on the same line, it just, well, naturally everyone bumps up and then you're kind of scrambling to see how the other three lines kind of fill out. And maybe you don't even go four lines deep. Now you're only playing three lines. I, I, like, I don't think I heard Joshua's name or Stanika's name or Bavillier's name a lot in the third period. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the you look at the actual numbers, uh, Joshua played under ten minutes tonight. So Nika played eight forty one. Hoagland yeah. played nine fifteen. Lafferty played eleven minutes, right. um, and Lafferty took the ten minute misconduct. Right, that's why he didn't play more. Sure, because um, I think he probably would have pay, played fourteen minutes or so. Yeah, uh, yeah, they they completely shut that line down. Yeah, Bavillier ten minutes twenty three seconds. If that's not wow. an indictment, what is right? Yep. He's getting paid 
that four and a half million dollars this year. Yes. Um, or 4.15, I guess, um, to be a third line winger that they can't even put out for more than nine minutes in a, or whatever it was. Yeah. 10 minutes in a game that you're down two goals. Yeah. What's, what's your role then? Yes. No, for sure. And it's, it's funny, him and Garland are almost in the same boat. Uh, guys that get paid over 4 million bucks who we want to be more impactful. Garland though, this is the first time where he crested the 10 minute mark. In fact, he played 15 minutes. So certainly, um, the, the coach likes what he's doing or they they want to not showcase him. Let's not worry about that. But simply uh, Garland is being more effective than Bovillier. And Garland had a goal that got called back, but at least he was driving the net. I, I can't remember the last time Bovillier's had a really good scoring chance, to be honest with you. No, he didn't have one tonight. <laughs> uh, he was 100% in the face-off circle. I think he took one draw. Uh, so not- we, he's got that going for him. <laughs> uh, I'm curious as to what analytically they have for Bavillier. Um, yeah. 37% expected goals. Corsi was 14-14, which is pretty good um, in that case. But yeah, yeah it, it was pretty clear who uh, who Talkit trusts, right? Pedersen, mm-hmm. Miller, Besser, all right around the same. Pedersen played almost 24 minutes. Miller with 21 and a half, Besser with 21 and a half. That second tier was sort of Kuzmenko and Garland and, and Suter. Yep. And then you had PDG, Lafferty, Bavillier. But Lafferty, I think, would have played more again. Sure. Uh, so, to, yeah, you have yeah. Joshua Hoaglander, Stanika. Like, Stanika playing 840 yeah. is, uh, is not ideal. So, two more questions for you, Parker, and then we'll take questions from the chat if that's cool. If two nothing, no offense. If you are the coach, are you switching things up? offensively on the lines perspective from the four lines for Thursday against Tampa for Thursday. No, I get it for this game, right? You're trying to spark something down two goals late. You put the lot of line together because there's a few minutes left and you're thinking, well, they're just going to play the rest of the game anyways. Cause I think they had a, they had an extra commercial coming up Mm. um, with a few minutes left. So you might as well. And they had their timeout if they needed it. Um, I think, I don't think you can, give this game too much credit if you're putting lines together yeah um does this game matter absolutely and do the canucks need to learn from this yes but if they went with the approach of hey we're going to forget this ever happened and and focus on the first two wins that we had and take that into tampa i wouldn't blame them sure um and i would say yeah if you want to keep the lines together because the lines have looked good right i I think especially if you can find a way to slot mckayev in for garland that's big that PDG Miller Besser line, I think, has been very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Lafferty's unit's been good. I, I don't see a real reason to change. Maybe, maybe the bottom line you can tweak a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. I think the top three units uh, have been totally okay. Sure. And my final question to you, Parker. We've seen three games again, a very small sample size. We saw the absolute gangbusters they were at home opener. We saw a team that showed a lot of resilience and held on, even though they played on Saturday. And then we saw a team tonight that uh, didn't look ready, quite frankly. They did not look motivated, and they lost to a team that they probably beat you know, the majority of the time. So is it is it too hard to peg what this Canucks team is, what their identity is, or do you have a sense already after seeing three games? They have It's their choice, really. They, the way they looked in game one was such a departure from how they looked last year. Mm. that they showed something in that game that they didn't show last year that I think they can be. Uh, and I think they showed a bit of that in game two as well, right? Hanging on and, and showing that resiliency. Um, this looked exactly like the team from the beginning of last season tonight. Mm. 
Like they, they weren't winning puck battles. They weren't getting sticks in lanes. They weren't the first on the puck. They weren't throwing the body around. They weren't doing any of that. Um, they, they sort of regressed to their old ways. They show that they can be different. And I think if they, if they have it in them, uh, again, I don't want to put too much stock into one game. Um, but I also don't want to put much, too much stock into two games. <laughs> so it's a, it's a tough place to be. But they did something in those first two games they hadn't done last year. And I think that shows something. Uh, and I'm hoping it shows something. Awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think this is a big test coming up. And we talked about this in our, our own show yesterday that uh, it, uh, obviously two really good teams, Tampa, perennial favorite, although they're struggling without Vasilevsky and Florida, Stanley Cup finalists last year. So this is uh, not going to get any easier. And yeah, it, it, you could easily be four and one after the next two games, or you could easily be two and three. So a big difference between those two. Okay, everyone, I, I just put in the chat, get your questions in for the game over presser. So this is what we're calling it. But in essence, it's what we're usually used to. You guys ask questions in the chat and Parker and I will spend the next uh, seven or eight minutes answering them. And then we will tidy things up. So go ahead and ask away. And Parker or I, or both of us, will, uh, will certainly do our best to answer your questions. Your thoughts on tonight's game? Your thoughts on this team overall? Two and one after their first three, so they're not undefeated anymore. They they join the ranks of the 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 teams that have at least lost once, but they're still fighting for the top of the Pacific Division. So get your questions in for the game over presser. Um, Jeremy says, "What would you like to see in a trade for Garland? Well, like, what's realistic?" Yeah, I, you're not getting a lot. Right. Wingers yeah. are a wingers are not a hot commodity in today's NHL, especially with the flat cap. Um, I mean, you'd want defense, right? I mean, they did pick up Mark Friedman, which is nice. Um, yeah, I'm totally, totally fine with that move. Um, mm-hmm. But what are you are you getting a number 60 for Connor Garland? Yeah. Like how much does that move the needle compared to losing Connor Garland? Um, <laughs> Garland hasn't been Garland hasn't been again. Great. Right. He played less than 10 minutes in each of the first two games. Um, tonight he scored that goal that didn't count. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that he will have a, he would have a greater impact than a number 60 man would. Right. Um, but I think they're thinking along the lines of, well, it clears up cap and then you can go get maybe an Ethan bear or, or whatever you do down the line. And maybe that makes more of an impact. Right. Um, yeah, it's uh, I don't think you're getting much though. I agree with you. And you're, you're actually, it's almost, it's not like Garland's bad, but it's, it's almost addition. Literally, it's addition by subtraction. If you're getting rid of his $5 million cap hit, and even if you have to retain a little bit and you get a like lesser player back, yes, there's that one to two million that they're rumored to be trying to free up. And like you said, yeah, before today, I would have said for sure, make that space for Ethan Bear. Now that they maybe Friedman is just depth and maybe that doesn't change their plan at all. Really, really good point. Uh, Fangirl is asking, how would we structure the lines the next game? I think we both hinted at it. We're, it's still too early to tinker. Like You can tinker mid-game, but uh, unless Mikheyev is back, I'm not sure how much you can really change. Yeah, I think up front you're staying the same. Um, I think the defense you can, again, we we alluded to that with the flipping Susie to the right. Um, I mm-hmm. thought Susie looked fine, by the way, tonight. I, yeah. I, I liked his game. He made a couple of good breakups. Um, yes. Especially for you know for being his first game of the year, um, I thought he was fine, and uh, yeah, I, I that would be the change that I make. Yeah, that's the one thing I noticed too about Susie is, and we saw it in the preseason too. Parker is uh, whether it's on the penalty kill or at even strength, he has an active stick. And remember, remember how bad the Canucks penalty kill was last year, and you could basically 
drive a truck right through the middle of the ice yeah. uh, in front of their net. Passes were getting through, players were getting through, and they've done a really good job of of at least sealing that off. Even against, we saw it in two games against Edmonton, they they barely had a, a look. So I agree with you about Susie, and I, I think he's only going to get better. And yeah, I, I want him. I actually want him in a top four pairing, as opposed to playing third third line minutes. I fully agree. Minutes. Yeah, yeah. The, last year's penalty kill, this team's one and two. Absolutely yeah. right. They're, yeah. they're allowing four goals last game. <laughs> It's thrown asks, how do you feel not only tonight, but overall so far, three games of Hughes and Hronick on the top line together? Hronick made top a couple pairing. mistakes tonight. Yeah. Um, but he's the best D partner that Hughes has had. Um, and I think they're just going to, again, they've played three games together. And what, they play one or two together in the preseason, yeah. right? Because they, they did not start it that way. Um, you got to hope that they just build momentum. Yeah. Um, I I. I think you have to keep them together, though. You notice, Parker, when it's whether they have their goalie pulled on a delayed penalty or a six on four, Hughes really tries. They try and set Hironic out. He's got a wicked shot. Have you seen how he heavy does. his shot is? Yeah, it is good. If, if he but, can get that thing through and on net, yeah, uh, that's that's Hughes' superpower, right? His superpower is finding a way to get the puck through everybody, even mm-hmm. though he doesn't have a lot of juice on it. Um, so maybe that can be a good balance. Speaking of shots from the point, what do you think when Myers uh, blasted Petey with a shot? <laughs> yeah, that wasn't ideal. Um, although Petey did take someone else's head off after the fact, <laughs> uh, maybe a bit of uh, a bit of vengeance. But yeah, you can't, you're shooting from the point. You you got to keep it low. You're yeah. not going you're not going bar down if you're Tyler Myers from the blue line. It's not going to work. Yeah. Um, keep it low. Get a rebound. Do something. Yeah. Petey is. Uh... Yeah, he and he's so gentlemanly. We see this all the time. Anytime um, someone gets hurt or someone gets nicked or he blasts a puck into some, the back of guys, some guy's neck, he'll always kind of stop. And I don't know. So he gave that quick uh, gave that a tap. glove tap. Yeah, yeah. Good guy. Good guy. He's a good guy. Too he's nice. a good guy. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's move towards wrapping up. That was a very quick forty minutes. That that's awesome. So, um, your thoughts going into game against Tampa on Thursday? You got to take advantage. No. It's a team that, other than tonight, has shown they can score goals, right? Yes. 12 in two games against Edmonton, against yeah. two shaky goalies. Carter Hart, career-wise, has been shaky, but last year he came back a little bit and he looked pretty good tonight. Tampa doesn't have Tampa does not have Vasilevsky. You have to go in and you have to take advantage because Tampa's going to score on you, right? They're, yeah. they're not going to go in and, you know, Demko is great tonight. Um, he's got a much tougher task on Thursday, um, but an easier task in goal. So it's one of those things I would think is probably going to be decently high scoring. Um, and uh, yeah, the Canucks cannot put up an effort like they did tonight. They need to be like they were on last Wednesday. Yeah. Well said. Everyone in the chat, thank you tonight. You can see why we have brought Parker on as a co-host. Not only does he know his stuff, not only does he look and sound good, but he basically saves my butt every time we do a show and he did it again once again tonight. So Parker, the next time we see you on here, who knows, maybe you'll be the one running all the switches, pressing all the buttons. Where can people follow you on social in the meantime? Yeah, you can find me on Parker's Pucks on YouTube. Uh, I already have a video recapping this game where I get a little bit animated and angry. If you Ooh, want to Can't wait to watch that. that one. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter, Parker's Pucks as well. And of course, I will be here uh one in every four games or so um probably starting at some point next week 
Awesome. And in the spirit of following, uh, make sure that you subscribe to SDPN, stands for Steve Dangle Podcast Network. That's where all seven Game Over shows are hosted, but we want you to make sure you keep coming back to Game Over Vancouver, whether it's Parker, me, Sam, Kaya, or some combination of all of us. And speaking of which, Kaya has the show Thursday night. It is Vancouver. It is Tampa Bay Lightning. And yeah, it won't be a three o'clock Pacific start. At least it'll be back to a normal four o'clock Pacific. So look for Kaya just before seven o'clock Pacific as she wraps up the Canucks versus the Lightning. And finally, for me, I'm Canuck Clay, both here on YouTube and on Twitter. Thank you for everyone sticking around. Thank you for your great questions. And thanks for spending a bit of time with us on this early Tuesday evening in Vancouver or no matter where you're watching from. So take care of yourselves. SDPN, Game Over Vancouver. Give us a follow. Give us a subscribe. Like this video. And if you're listening on a podcast platform right now, thank you for your your loyalty as well. And hopefully this was a, a nice listen for you wherever you're listening. Canucks 2-1. and one. They can reverse everything again on Thursday. And uh, yeah, let's all have a nice rest and not worry too much. Parker, are you worried? A little bit. Okay. <laughs> it was the Flyers. <laughs> Yeah. But they showed they can be different. So yeah. let's hope they are. All right. Parker, for Parker, for me, for the entire Game Over Network, thanks for being here. And we'll see you in the next game. Take care and good night. Game!